This is Mike Kitko, and I'm a small business owner just like you. I'll never be a hustle whore or grind guru, but I do believe in having it all, health, wealth, and a life full of love. Struggle is not the goal, and sacrifice is not glamorous. I like the path of least resistance. It just takes a shift in mindset and the beliefs you hold. Do you believe that you need to sacrifice now to have what you want later? Or do you believe that you can have it all, all the time? Because your beliefs create your outcomes. I choose to feel wealthy, successful, and happy every day, and you get to choose for yourself. Welcome to Lead, Love, Profit, Play, where small business owners learn and choose to have it all and choose to create success without the stress. One of the benefits of being in my high-level mastermind is we have a call, a separate call every week for uh, studying a book. And we, we meet weekly. We go through chapter by chapter and we dissect it and, and we collaborate and we share our learnings, our teachings, our perspectives. And it, it's, it's powerful. It's powerful. It's a great group of, uh, great group of students, great group of people, great group of, uh, well, we've become friends and it's awesome watching lives shift through, through that process. Just another, an, another portion, another benefit of, of working in one of my groups. But, um, Right now, we're, we're studying the book Letting Go by Dr. David Hawkins, and that's not the point of this podcast episode. We're not going to talk about that, although I would recommend go and grab a copy of Letting Go by Dr. David Hawkins and read it, okay? But the question came up, and I say this a lot, okay, in, in coaching and teaching, and I didn't know, I, I guess I didn't know it up to this question that there was any confusion of what it meant. And I say this a lot. It's sitting with yourself. And I say this a couple of times a week. I'm like, sit with yourself. This is the greatest source of, of liberation that you'll ever experience, the greatest source of growth that you'll ever experience. Sit with yourself. And one of the, one of the, the folks in, in, the, in the group said, Mike, what does that actually mean? What, is, what do you mean when you say sit with yourself? And what sit with yourself means is get rid of all distractions, literally like if you can shut out shut off the lights get rid of all noise get rid of all devices get them away from you and literally just close your eyes and watch what's happening inside your body and most people won't do that most people are terrified of 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 not having anything to do and that was that was what what we were discussing on this call it's like being versus doing having something to do right? We, we're always looking for something to do. And you are a human being. We are human beings, not human doings. It's, it's not about always doing something, but you'll find joy, the joy that you're looking for, the peace that you're looking for, the wealth that you're looking for. You're going to find it inside of yourself when you can literally just sit with yourself and be. And I know it sounds, I know it sounds delusional, guys. But there's so much power, so much liberation, so much courage, so much confidence, so much strength, so much determination, persistence, resiliency that comes with being able to sit with yourself and be okay. And what happens as you do that? You start to see the chaos that's inside of you. And when you start to see the chaos, you can start to resolve the chaos. And it can become, 
it can go from a place of conflict and turmoil, like like it was for me years ago. That ended up in, you know, in, in, in feeling suicidal. And then over time, as you unravel what's happening in your mind and in your body, and as you dissolve the pain points and as you dissolve the pressure points, as you, as you detangle and untangle and resolve the inner conflicts, the, 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 the rage that's happening in your body, you start to feel a sense of lightness and, and joy and excitement for life. And from that, when you go out into the world, everything gets a lot easier. Making money gets a lot easier. Creating success, healthy relationships become a whole lot easier. It becomes much easier to maintain a sense of of health and well-being. Everything gets easier when you can sit with yourself and be okay. And, And in sitting with yourself, the goal is to see the stories that are going on inside of your mind and body because you have stories that are in you that you're viewing life through. And most of these stories are just getting in the way. Today, we're going to talk about the composition of those stories because those stories, any story you tell yourself, making money's hard, you got to work hard for your money. Marriage is hard. I got to defend myself. The world's a violent place. All these stories come from one of four states. And, and I call these your GPS switches, your GPS settings. Your, your GPS, your navigation system that you have inside of you is guiding through you through life. And that navigation system that you has has one of four settings. And it's critical to understand which setting you're set to at any given time because you're set to one of four settings. And there's only one of those settings that's actually going to bring you joy. The four settings are insecurity. Inadequacy, insignificance, and inspiration. Get that? In, 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 in. Insecurity, inadequacy, insignificance, or inspiration. We're going to go through each of these, and I'm going to explain what this looks like, what it feels like, and how you process the world through this, through this setting, through this filter, through this lens. And if literally... When you're making decisions and when you're viewing the world through the top three, insecurity, inadequacy, and insignificance, you're experiencing the world in a much more painful way than you need to. Number one is insecurity. And I'm going to briefly describe each of these, okay? And I'm going to try to sum it up as easily as I possibly can. Insecurity is basically the fear of loss. Insecurity is the fear that you have inside of you that's afraid of losing your money, that's afraid of you losing your relationship, that's afraid of you having something stolen from you, that's afraid of dying, that's afraid of your, you know, whatever it is, your your house burning down. Insecurity is the fear of loss. And if you really look at the world, guys, 
if you really look at the chaos that's happening in the world, most of the world is living through most of the 8 billion people in the world are living through the lens and the filter of insecurity. And this is why we do things we don't want to do. We go places we don't want to go. We work for people we don't want to work for. We, we say no when we, or we say yes when we mean no and no when we mean yes. We, we, we live a compromised life. We shrivel. We shrink. We, we do things we hate. It, it, it's all because of fear of loss. For years in corporate America, I, I didn't want to go to work. I wanted to own my own business, but I wouldn't because I was afraid of losing my wealth. I was afraid of not having income. And I was afraid of being broke. And that's the only reason I didn't make a move from corporate when I hated working in corporate to owning my own business was because I was afraid of loss. Insecurity will cause you to always like white knuckle life and, and clench for the worst, shrivel up your body and clench and prepare for the worst case scenario because you're so afraid of losing what you've already have. And that's insecurity. If you if you really watch the world, most people are living in that state. This is why we, we work jobs we hate. <laughs> and people complain about Mondays so much. Mondays is fine. Leave it alone. Mondays are fine. It's your life that sucks. It's your decisions that suck. You're living through insecurity if you hate Mondays. Do something you love, then you won't have to dread any day. Number two is inadequacy. And inadequacy is, to summarize it, it's not feeling like you're good enough, not feeling like you're enough to do what you want to do. It's, it's expecting that you won't be able to rise to the occasion, rise to the level that you don't trust yourself to be able to be successful. And you're always looking at your own skill set, your own talents through like, like, like you're only half full. Inadequacy is that you're just not quite ready. You're not good enough. You're not enough. You're not complete. I wrote a book called The Imposter in Charge. And the imposter in charge is based on inadequacy. It's never feeling good enough. Even though the external results are showing you that, that you are, the external conditions are showing you that you are. You keep, you keep, like, keep doing things and becoming successful or being successful, but you won't let yourself feel like you're okay because you, you feel flawed in some way, some way that makes you feel just not adequate. Inadequacy. If you're viewing the world through inadequacy, you're always going to hold yourself back from that thing that you want to do because, because you feel like you, you won't be okay if you do it. You're, you're not going to, you're not going to vouch for yourself for, for your choices, for your desires, for your decisions. You're going to, you're going to hold yourself back. You're going to compromise yourself and not live the life that you want to live because you don't feel worthy. You don't feel good enough 
to be able to fully step into the life that's perfect for you. Inadequacy is, a, is an internal condition where the stories that you're telling yourself are that somebody else could do it, but I can't because I'm not like them. Maybe it's not available to you. The third is insignificance. And this is, I'm going to throw out one word that epitomizes insignificance and that's shame. It's that you're just, you're not flawed. You are broken. You are damaged beyond repair that you don't matter. Insignificance means that everybody else in the world is significant, but me. Insignificance is that you are just a a mistake. You're just breathing everybody else's oxygen that you're just taking up space and the world would either be the same or even better without you. I was recently talking to a guy. He said he constantly goes back to the fact that he's worth more dead to his family than he is alive. That's, that's insignificance that you don't put any value or credibility or worth into your own life. And you feel like in a world of 8 billion, you just don't matter. Insignificance is, is the reason that, that I almost took my own life. Is because I felt like at that point, I just didn't matter. My life was worthless. That my family would be fine without me. That the world would be fine without me. Even though they loved me, they wanted me around insignificance, the stories of insignificance in my mind and in my body that were bouncing around were that the world was fine and it would be even better without me. Guys, those three conditions, if your GPS, if your internal navigation system, if your stories, if, if you're viewing the world through fear of loss, the feeling that you're not good enough and the feeling that you don't matter. If you're viewing the world through one of those three conditions, you are living a much more painful life than is required. And you're not seeing the world clearly. You're not seeing the world truthfully. You're not seeing the world as it is. You're seeing it through the delusion of false stories of a false narrative that that ping around in your mind and your body and your belief system. Let me say that again. It's a false. These are false narratives. These are untruths that you're holding on to as truths. And there's no way to truly experience joy and happiness and fulfillment when your GPS setting, when your when your filter, your internal narrative, your internal dialogue is set to insecurity, inadequacy, and insignificance. But there is one that will bring you joy. And that is inspiration. You can also call this intuition. It's that inner knower in you that knows exactly what's perfect for you. That knows exactly what you want. Exactly why you're here. That knows exactly what the next step is. That that knows exactly which 
which path to take that knows exactly what you love, that knows exactly what you don't love, that knows exactly what, what's correct for you. And, and there's times when your inspiration, your intuition knows exactly what's perfect. Then that switch flips to insecurity and adequacy and insignificance. And you back up, you pause, and then you, then you change course direction in a more shrunken version instead of your inspiration. It's amazing how many times during my coaching career, during my coaching conversations that I ask someone, Hey, just tell me exactly what the first thought is that pops up in your mind. And I ask them a question. It, it pops up. It's like the perfect answer, the thing that they want most. And then doubt sets in. And suddenly they start backing off of that thing that pops in when they allowed their inspiration just to give them the answer. And the answer just popped up like immediately. And then the self-doubt, the insecurity, inadequacy, and insignificance kick, kick in. And they won't allow themselves to live through their inspiration, through their intuition, through their inner knower, through that, that inner wisdom, through their, their setting of joy inside, the thing that is perfect for them, the thing that they want, the thing that will, will help them open up new new avenues of wealth, success, and happiness, perfect for them. I don't know how many, how many people I know that are in marriages where their partnership is based on not allowing themselves, either of them, to actually live the lives that they want to live. And they ask permission from their spouse to live the life that's perfect for them. And sometimes they get denied permission to live the life that's perfect for them. And then they wonder why they're miserable. It's because they're not living through their inspiration. They're living through their inadequacy and insecurity. Fear of loss of your marriage, fear of loss of love, fear of loss of something, inadequacy. I'm not enough. So you need to make the decision for me. Even though you know what's perfect for you. And so many times somebody says, I don't know what I want. And then we do a little work and suddenly they're telling me what they want. They always knew what they wanted. They just, as soon as that inspiration kicks in, they, they change that direction. They change that switch to insecurity, inadequacy, or insignificance. They back up and they won't give themselves the, the opportunity to live life on their own terms, even though they know what's perfect for them, the perfect path. At the beginning, when, when I was unceremoniously kicked out of corporate and I started this business, my wife did not want this business. My wife just wanted me to get a job. My wife did, if it were up to her back then, she's thankful that I did, that I had the courage to stand up for myself. Right now, she, she tells me, and she, and she when, when we're in our, our, our mastermind and she's on the calls with me, she says, how could, how could I trust Mike to stand up for me if he wouldn't stand up to me? And, and when she didn't want this business, she just wanted me to go and get a job. I had to literally stand up for myself and, and live life on my terms using my inspiration not her insecurity. 
we know what we want. We know what's right for us. We know what we know what 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 is what's on the path that's supposed to guide us or that will guide us and take us to our destiny, to our purpose, to our to our final to our final destiny destination. But oftentimes we don't trust ourselves because we're using insecurity, inadequacy, and insignificance. There's an exercise. It's a really, really awesome coaching exercise. And if you're listening to this, I'm I'm ruining this exercise for you if we ever work together. And I ask somebody a question, basic question. Hey, what's your favorite color? And they'll tell me a favorite color. They'll tell me their favorite color. And I'll say, you know, I'm not feeling it. What's your other favorite color? What's your next favorite color? That one's not working for me. And sometimes I get them to change their favorite color two or three times. And I say, what, what gives me the authority to challenge your favorite color? But you know what? They give it up quickly and easily. Like they don't matter. Like, like their favorite color isn't good enough. And it's okay for me to challenge and question their favorite color. And they just change quickly from blue to green. I'm like, holy crap, you just let me take your favorite color. Who am I to take your favorite color? Stand up for yourself. Find your inspiration and live through that inspiration. Don't let anybody take your inspiration away. Especially, don't let you take your inspiration away. There's a, there's a challenge that me and my closest friends have issued to each other. When we hear someone in our group start to talk about their ambitions, their desires, their wants, where they're going. If we hear any hint of limitation come up in their, in their, their speech patterns, we say, is which, which switch, which part of you is talking right now? Is that your insecurity, inadequacy, insignificance, or inspiration? Which one of those is saying that? Because you'll always find out that there's, there's one of those that's speaking. And if you don't recognize, if you don't try to recognize which part of you is speaking, which one of those is speaking, which switch you're filtering those thoughts through, you'll never understand why you're feeling incomplete, why you're feeling compromised, unfulfilled, because you're not following the only, only navigation system the only navigation switch that will get you to where you want to go. And that's inspiration. So when we go back to talking about setting with ourself, it's shutting your eyes and sitting with the stories and locating, identifying, unpacking, and starting to understand the stories that are in your mind and in your body at a deeper level and see what's showing up. Are they stories of insecurity, inadequacy, and significance, or are they stories of inspiration? And when you recognize which, what those stories are built on, you can start to rewrite those stories and rewire them. And every time you recognize a story that's not inspirational, that's not your inner knower, your inner guidance, your, your inner wisdom, when it's not, shift it, switch it, 
But if you don't spend time with yourself, if you don't learn how to sit with yourself, you'll never understand what's really happening in your mind and body. And inside of your mind and body is the only place that joy really lives. To access powerful tools and content to create more wealth, success, and happiness in your life, or to join the Happy Millionaire community, visit www.livesoulout.com.